Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Golden Gold Podcast here. It's Bean Dip and Lee here. It is uh, October 23rd, Wednesday. Um, we decided to wait till today to do our episode just because there's a lot of footy going on the past week since we did our last episode on Thursday. So we decided to do one super mega episode today uh, covering the Premier League Week 9 recap from this weekend, uh, our predictions for Week 10, Champions League recap for Group H, Group F, uh, MLS playoff recap, and then a little bit of the rest of the world stuff that's been going on and some golden goals and extra touches for you guys. So quite a lot going on in this episode. Uh, so it might be a little bit uh, longer than our usual episodes, but we'll try to not keep it too, too long. We'll we'll go through our, our uh, recaps and predictions rather quickly so we don't, you know, so we can get into the meat of Champions League and, of course, MLS playoffs as well. Uh, but Lee, how's it going, man? It's good, man. It feels 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 like it's been a while since we since we did a an episode, and in the last episode we didn't have we didn't have our microphones, so uh, we're back giving them the the quality that they're used to. Yeah. The, the, um, the, one, the the quality you guys deserve. The quality <laughs> the listeners deserve, absolutely. Um, but yeah, tons tons to talk about today, uh, and I mean, we've been busy. Uh, busier than usual in the past week or so. I started a new job. Javi had midterms uh, with school, but uh, we're back. Uh, we're going to get back on the, the normal schedule uh, next week, hopefully. But yeah, we got tons to talk about today, so I'm, I'm excited I'm excited to dive into it. Yeah, dude, lots of shit going on for sure. Um, uh, yeah, so I mean, yeah, so let's get, let's get into this uh, week nine Premier League recap then. Uh, we'll not go over all the games. We'll just go over all the notable ones. Uh, we'll start off with United Liverpool on the quick. We won't. I won't get in too much into it as well, cause you know you guys know my stance on on this shit already. So, but one one at uh, Old Trafford, man. Honestly, not a bad result. I thought we were gonna get our asses kicked. <laughs> it's fucking amazing honest. result, man. amazing result. But <laughs> uh, at the same time, I wasn't surprised just because you expect these players to come up big for these games, right? Like against the Liverpool, you know, against top six, you expect your players to come up big, um, and it's a big rivalry game. But honestly, I am surprised. I thought we were going to lose this game. Um, no Salah. So I think that had a, a big impact on the game as well. And Mane and Firmino kind of played like cheeks. So uh, that didn't help Liverpool either. And Man U um, played with five in the back. Uh, so that kind of really helped them, you know, to keep uh, <laughs> keep uh, Liverpool at bay with their It looked attack. more like a seven in the back. It looked like more <laughs> like a seven in the back. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, they defended with their lives. Uh, but without getting like too too much into it though, uh, but yeah, uh, over, overall my impressions of this game was uh, was good. Um, I really want to see United though keep this intensity throughout the season, not just for your big games. Um, and the reason I'm focusing on United is just because I know Liverpool's good. They had an off day. I think if they had all their players and were you know all clicking, I think they would have actually won. But United uh, were uh, were pesky on defense but hey man there's more games than just the top six you gotta be you gotta be able to play like this with this kind of intensity against the lower teams and uh i don't want to say that united's back at all because i don't think they're back um the only way i'll say they're back is if they get nine points in their next three games against norwich bournemouth and brighton that's the only that's the only way i'll I'll see you know i'll be convinced that they're back i think that's a fair assessment um honestly though i mean like you said this is a rivalry game. They obviously got up for it. Um, they went into it 
collectively with a with a, more of a team mindset than they have in just about all the other games this year. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't really anyone playing for themselves. And <clears throat> even though they basically played with a back seven and they didn't have Pogba, they didn't have Martial came on as a sub, but um, they, they had some injuries as well. They showed signs and glimpses of the old United identity yep, that, yep. We, they, that they've been missing all year. You know, they were gritty. They played with heart. They, they knew they had the inferior side on the day, but they played with heart. And look, they came out and got a point. And I'll tell you right now. They, sh- they maybe should have even gotten three points, to be honest. Uh, but Rojo and Young are stinky, so. Yeah, yeah. It, it, Liverpool wasted some chances, but, yeah. I mean, that's what's going to have to happen this year for any team it, to get a result against Liverpool. They're going to have to waste some chances. There's going to be a little bit of luck involved. Yeah. Um, and United, you know, they, obviously they, they, they go up in this game and they ultimately – give up a late goal and they tie and they waste uh two points but i'll tell you right now if united comes out and had played like they did in this game for the other their other eight games in the season they'd easily be sitting at least at the at the lowest eighth yeah yeah and i am not saying oh that's great like eighth place like that's awesome (laughs) but it's better than 14th and honestly, that's only a two-point difference. Mm-hmm. But I don't think <laughs> I don't think they hit the lowest of lows against teams like Newcastle and who else did they drop well, points to? They they dropped points to Wolves too after dominating that game. So if you if you look at it this way, like you you don't you don't concede. You know you don't get sloppy against Wolves. You get three points. You don't. You don't uh, go to West Ham and lose 2-0. Maybe you get a point off of that. I don't know, right? You get a win and, against Southampton. And you get a win to Southampton. And you get a win against Newcastle, against a shitty Newcastle You team. don't lose at home to Crystal you know, Palace. You know, so, dude, you can, they can easily be sitting top four, honestly, yeah. with how bad everyone is. But the thing is, though, dude, they don't have the players still to be able to go on the offensive and have possessive fo- uh, p- play possession football and be able to create chances. They What they're good at right now is defending – and playing on the counter. So I think when, you know, your Newcastles or your Bournemouths or Norwiches, when they play against United, this is what their coach tells them. You sit back uh, when you're defending and then hit them on the quick counter, United. You give United the ball because they don't know what to do. They don't know what the fuck to do with it. And, like, you, you know, when you lose the ball, you get back, and United, all they're going to do is ping it across side to side. They're not going to do much. So you catch your breath, then you win the ball, and you hit them on the counter. I mean so that's, that's exactly how they scored their goal. Daniel James with the pace down yeah, the yeah. down the flank there, and he plays in a good ball to to Rashford, and he finishes it. And it might be you know with the team that they have and the injuries that they've had this year, and the lack of depth, it it, it just might be that time to say you know this is this is the style of play we're going to have to play against most teams, um, because we don't have that attacking flair creativity, and we need to work on our fucking mindset. And we need to remember this team, the players need to remember who they're fucking playing for and play with the sort of passion and determination that they did against... It can't just be against Liverpool, against a rival. I mean, I'm sure they'll play the same way when they play City whenever that, that comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it can't just be against those two teams. you got to bring that level of urgency and everything 
to every single game, even against Norwich City coming up, um, against Crystal Palace in the past, and all that. And if they had done that, they could be sitting much prettier than they are right now. Oh yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. I'll I'll uh, I'll uh, I'll be one over on. The only way I look this, the only way I'll look at this draw as a positive is if we get at least seven points in the next three games against those against uh, against uh, what I said before, uh, Bournemouth, Norwich, and uh, and, Br- and Brighton. At least seven. I'll give you. I'll give you a fucking draw. But if you don't get seven points out of those, then I'm not convinced yet. So let me uh, one more thing on this game. Uh, a bit of a controversial point down the stretch. I believe it was Origi that. Oh yeah, people yeah. were shouting for a foul. Yeah. Do yeah. you think that that was a foul? Uh, they ultimately, obviously, it, didn't give it. But I'll I'll, I'll put it this way because I'm I right and in this situation I'm biased. If if uh, that was against us, I guess I would say that's a foul. But I don't know if you saw the VAR replay. He went down really fast, dude. That was such a soft like touch. And on top of that, Lee, he grabbed the wrong ankle. They got clipped. I'm putting this in yeah. air quotes. He grabbed the wrong ankle. So, you know what, dude? Eat my ass. Like, no. Like, I, you know what? I'm sorry. Like, if you cl- you're clutching the wrong ankle that didn't even get touched, like, I'm sorry. He was milking the shit out of that. So, that's why. There was uh, Sky Sports put up a poll on Twitter um, about if, they, if people thought it was a foul or not. Yeah. And I think they got, like, a stupid amount of votes. And I believe it ended, like, 51-49. Really? Like pretty split down the middle, and obviously you know you see Solskjaer, old Gunner says, "Oh, never a foul, Klopp." It was definitely a foul. Yeah, so, so. Um, a lot of bias going into it. Definitely fifty-fifty. When I as, even though I watched it a bunch of times, I ultimately decided that it really depends on the referee in that. Yeah. In that yeah. situation, um, it was a little soft, but maybe there was definitely enough contact to warrant it being a foul. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes, and I even remember this when I played, like, for a penalty to be called down the stretch like that, like, it's got to be, like, a hard foul, something something obvious, not something that's on the fence. If something's, like, one way or the other, a lot of times the referee's not going to call it. Uh, But, yeah, yeah, a lot of of controversy with that one, especially with it being down the stretch after um, they had already equalized with – Adam Olana, who I actually forgot was on Liverpool for a little while there. Yeah, dude, that was yeah, that one hurt, man. That one hurt. What was it the eighty fourth minute or something? Yeah, it yeah. was. Uh, yeah, it was tough to see, but you know, we'll take it. Um, and you just gotta build off this confidence now, and you know, you now you gotta beat Norwich at home, and if Austin Villa can beat them five one, um, I don't, I don't expect United to put in five goals, but you sure as shit should fucking win that. So, yeah, um, Norwich. I mean, we say it every week. It seems like. Ever since they beat City in that, they got they've gotten worse. They have not won a game since. Yeah, and if you don't win this game, uh, then I'm really questioning Ole being in charge of this team. So Norwich got a a tie on the road to Bournemouth zero zero this weekend, Um, but other than that, they have lost three straight before that game, and it will be Norwich at home actually next weekend uh, to United. Yep. Uh, But uh, in other news, another big game, another big result. Sheffield United over Arsenal on Monday. Oh man, they only had two shots on goal, and one of them ended up being, you know, one of being a goal. So, um, 
Pep, I saw. I didn't watch this game, but I saw Pepe miss like a nice sitter. Yeah, he missed the a box. He missed um, a juicy he's, sitter. He's he's been having a rough go, hasn't he, man? He's been having a rough go. One goal, really. and it was from a penalty kick that yeah. was given to him by Obama. Yeah, and then two to ass, two assists, I think, um, in like eight games. I think he started four, four or five of them. So I mean, I don't know. He. He struggled so far. I'm not gonna say he's a flop yet. I mean, he obviously takes time to settle into the Premier League, but we've seen, we've talked about it already. It's hard to transition from the Farmers League in France to yep. to the Premier League. I mean, Lacazette maybe is the only one that I could say for sure has been solid, and and I'll get into that right now. Speaking of Lacazette, dude, I'm I'm Unai out, bro. Uh, if I'm Arsenal, I'm Unai Unai Emery out. You know, you know what I kind of you know it's. A little bit obviously, it's going to be different, a uh, different scenario. But um, bear with me here. It's kind of, kind of, like the national team situation. Like they hit a low, oh, yeah, they yeah. got a new coach, a new style. You know, they had stuck with the same guy for a while, um, and they bring in a new coach, and here we are, X number of years later, and they're no better off than they were under Arsene Wenger. Just like the United States are no better off than than they were. When they got when they crashed got lost, out of the yeah. World Cup, um, but yeah, something something needs to change soon. Um, he obviously has an amazing attack, more than he needs in the attack. Um, Aubameyang disappeared in this game. Uh, Sheffield United, credit to them, They're they've stubborn. been they've been stingy yeah. defensively all season. They only let up like one goal. If they lose, like they haven't lost by a, a big margin when they lose. They Here's, just lose by like a goal. I'm actually glad you brought that up. The last one, two, three, six games: a win, one nothing over Arsenal, zero zero against Watford, one nothing loss to Liverpool, one nothing loss in the League Cup to Sunderland, two zero win against Everton on the road, and then one zero loss to Southampton. They don't give up a lot of goals. They don't bro. give up a lot of goals, and so, I think uh, they've only given up seven goals in so, nine games. Yeah. So they find uh, so they find some creative players and some good attackers. Hell, man, shit, they could be good. <laughs> and I remember in that in that Everton game because that was when I was like Everton are dead officially after that game that they lost to Sheffield. Yeah, yeah. I remember at half, Sheffield was up one zero and they hadn't had a shot on goal. They scored off an own goal from Yerry Mina. Dude, yeah. I know. But yeah, they they defend extremely well even against liverpool a couple weeks ago they exp- they defended liverpool extremely barely well. squeaked out a goal yeah yeah and they'll hit you on the break they're not going to get a lot of chances i mean it's just a matter of whether they can finish with those chances because like i i just read the result they, they got losses against southampton and they tied watford so it just depends on if they can get that one goal that they need to get them across the line because they're going to defend like yeah. for the save their lives yeah. all the time and uh, credit to them, yeah, they're ahead of United, so, I mean, they're beasting. And uh, shout-out to Henderson, who is uh, an academy player for uh, for United. I think he has four or five clean sheets now for them. Yeah. So he's on loan yeah. over there. So And, is, you know, there could be shouts. There could be shouts for him to be a future England number one. Yeah, I know. He's been, doing, he's playing. He's been doing really well. And like I said, that Liverpool game, if it wasn't for his, like, mistake that he made, could have been a 0-0. Yeah. 0-0 game, so... Um, it won't go into too much, I guess, because she- I mean Sheffield. We know how they played Arsenal. I mean they play like shit, and uh, I just don't know why Lacazette isn't playing. And I know Unai doesn't 
rate Ozil, but he's a really creative player, bro. Like, you should find some way to use him instead of him just sitting on the bench or not even on the bench, on the at fucking home watching the telly making 300-whatever, 50K a week that he's on. Yeah, I mean, Arsenal's still sitting. I mean, they're in fifth, I think, they're, right? They're two points off third. Oh, okay. So I can't see Emery going anywhere unless so they somehow like get fifth or lower this season, um, which isn't out of the question given mm-hmm. how like Leicester's how been playing is. and Chelsea's playing I and mean, all that. I mean, Man U's what in fourteenth and they're only like six, seven points from fourth or something. I think or something. Way like to that. be optimistic. Uh, you know, <laughs> the only reason I'm saying that is not is because like they're way down there and they're only. I mean, it's everything from like. Yeah, I from, get what you're saying. Not first and second. First and I mean, we already know it's Man City, Liverpool. They're fucking light years ahead. But from third to like 14th, 15th, it's pretty damn close still. So anything yeah. can happen. Yeah, but yeah, back to back to Arsenal. Emery though, you know, he hasn't taken the strides he's needed to take at Arsenal to justify him not being on the hot seat, um, especially after this season. Like if they. If they don't take steps towards, you know, improving their not only their global footprint, but to strengthen their ambitions going forward, to make more players want to come to the, come there, you know, it has to be at least considered. Like, maybe he's really, maybe it's maybe it's time for him. Yeah, I agree, man. And I never really rated him, especially when. He led up, uh, or he was part of that um, PSG team that led Barcelona come back. Remember, I, I think it was like uh, PSG were up like four or five goals. Was that him? Yeah, that was him. That was his team. <laughs> so, um, and then our, it was that huge Barca comeback at home, where they came back and won like six yeah, yeah, one yeah. or something like that. Five yeah, one. I didn't know he was the coach. Yeah, he was a co- he was a coach at PSG at that time. So. Um, but he. If he is indeed on the hot seat, he's not the only one that's on the hot seat. No, definitely not. Pochettino, what did I say last week, Hav, in our predictions? I gave Watford my bold pick, 2-2 tie. Yeah, you it did. It ended up being 2-2, but they fucking they tied. tied. They probably should have won. Yeah, well, it wasn't until like a late goal by Deli Ali, and it was an ugly goal, yeah, too. Yeah, it was an ugly goal. The center back and Ben Foster just made a meal of it. Yeah, and there it was, open Deli goal. Deli Ali scored an open goal, who Deli Ali's really fallen off. But let's actually, yeah, let's, yeah, that was, um, let's get quick 30 second talk about him. What the hell's, what the hell? I don't know. Was he man. just a player that was just overhyped and he, he just didn't live up to that what? one season? Oh, I can't think of what year it was now. It was that year that he scored that unbelievable goal against Crystal Palace yeah, where he yeah, like yeah. kind of like clipped it over oh, his head and, and just hit a volley yeah. from outside the box. That was like his breakout season. Ever since then, it's just been a decline. And he's never really quite hit the ceiling that I think a lot of us thought he was going to. No, I mean, I'm telling you right now, I think Jason uh, Mount's better than him. Ma- or yeah. Mason Mount, sorry. Mason yeah, Mount. I mean, yeah, he's showing hopefully it's not – it doesn't become the same scenario that yeah, uh, Deli Alley went through because if this ends up being Mason Mount's breakout year, can he build on that yeah, instead yeah. of turning into a Deli Alley situation where it's yeah, just yeah. a decline after that? But I don't think it's going to happen yeah. as long as Lamps yeah. stays there and develops improperly. But yeah. But uh, yeah, Spurs. Spurs are fucking poop, bro. Poop, man. And we'll get into them. And I mean, they won today in Champions League, but in the league. Sitting seventh, 12 points, uh, only three points behind Arsenal, but just ugh, 
Bad showings. Bad showings. Ah, uh, yeah, bro. I mean, 3-0 loss to Brighton. 1-1 tie to Watford, who's actually in dead last. Uh, I mean, Poch, bro. I still think he's a good coach. I just think his relationship with Spurs is just getting stale, bro. And I think for his sake and for Spurs' sakes, also, I think it's just time to part ways, yeah. to be honest with you. It's, it's very difficult in any sport for a coach to remain, you know, successful and build on his successes for five plus years in any sport and he's been there this is like his fourth or fifth season i mean yeah i mean the only two coaches i can really think off the top of my head are uh arson wenger and fergie to be honest for for soccer for soccer only yeah yeah but other than that i mean they're outliers when it comes to i mean you even see like at the likes of real madrid like the moment they see something start to slip up they're going and looking somewhere else And, yeah, I think stale is the best word for it. Um, things have just gone, I think, a little bit stale at Spurs, um, which is surprising that it came now because, if anything, I thought it would have come last year when they literally didn't make a single signing. Uh, but this year they bring in – I know Lo Celso's injured, but they bring in Lo Celso and Dombele um, and those guys, and they just – I mean, I and Dombele, bro, oof. Yeah, he has he has not not impressed the way I think a lot of people thought he was going to, but yeah, they just they just haven't put together this year. Yeah, I, I mean I don't know I, I don't know if there I don't know what's going on, man, in the background. I don't know if there's something going on or motivation isn't there. I mean I know with Christian Eriksen too, there's it's it's a weird relationship right now between him and Spurs, and I don't know what else is going on. I actually heard today that it is almost certain that Eriksen will be out in January. Um, on a transfer. Yeah, I mean, he wants to leave, so. Yeah, dude, Spurs, who knows, man. If they keep up this form, they they might not get Champs League either, so. Um, and we'll have- Spurs, Spurs were a team coming into the season, especially since they made it to the final last year in Champions League. So to contend for, for that uh, second, maybe not first, but for sure, like, getting I, close. I, I had them uh, picked third, you know, given how, you know, they actually made signings this year. Arsenal were bad, are bad at the back. United are who they are. Yeah, yeah. And Chelsea had the transfer ban and didn't really get to bring in anyone either. Um, besides having Pulisic, you know, Spurs built the most and on paper, back uh, back to front, have the best team. Yeah. And Pochettino being, a, we know he's a good coach. We know what he's capable of bringing them all the way somehow to the Champions League final with a little bit of luck mm-hmm. last year. Um, yeah, I had them pick third this year, and they they just can't put it together. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's a mental thing at this point now, I think. Uh, yeah. How, can they get out of that rut? Uh, so we'll see where they are at, uh, at Christmas break before the New Year's, and we can assess fully what we think they'll end up. But, I mean, yeah, they're still there. I mean, they just got to get a couple wins back together, but – Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's not looking too pretty right now for Spurs. Um. What was the? We have another game too. Right? Last game we'll get yeah. into. Won't spend less time on this one. Uh, City versus Palace. Uh, City go into go in and get a two nothing win. Um. Palace hung hung pretty pretty strong. Um. Wayne Hennessy, the goalkeeper, made a lot of big saves. Um. The only the big thing I wanted to point out in this game. Um. Fernandinho and Rodri. Both started at center back. Yeah, that was funny. I saw that. And <laughs> I I get it. 
trust me, I fucking get it because Otamendi obviously underperforming. Stones is a liability and he's coming off an injury. And then that's it. You're you, you don't have you don't have Laporte. And let's see if I don't even think Otamendi Otamendi wasn't even on the bench for this game and then Stones came on as a sub in the 80th minute or so. But that if and then we'll get into it a little bit later. Rodri actually got injured in the Champions League game yesterday against Atalanta. So, so. now they are really in rough shape because yeah, yeah. Stones is going to have to step in and they're down to their last their last legs back there at center back. Uh but City, you know, City played their their usual their usually quality football. Um they probably could have scored a bunch more. Uh, Hennessy hung real tough in there. Actually um, Palace had a few really good chances. Ederson made a couple big saves. Um, City hit the post twice, but Palace, <laughs> we say like they're the worst team to ever crack the top four, <laughs> but they're really, I mean, stingy defensively. I really like Van Anholt, yeah, yeah. Uh, the left back for them, and they've got the the veteran Gaz Cahill at the back. <laughs> yep, they do. Um, 35 or years old or something, but he's still a fucking leader and a fucking rock back there and really helped solidify that, that, that back line for, for palace. But yeah, seeing two center mids start at center back in this one for city, was concerning as a fan. And now that, now that Rodri's down with an injury and we've got you guys and Liverpool coming up in November, they really that yeah. medical staff is really gonna have to work around the clock to ensure that we get as many people healthy as we can. Yeah, no, I agree. That's uh, it's a cause for concern. Do you think they'll sign someone in January? At this rate, I think they have to, and I think a lot of it will depend on what the gap is at January. If the gap becomes insurmountable, like ten points, yeah, yeah. which. It's at six right now, and if Spurs can really go in and get a result this weekend yeah, against yeah. Liverpool, maybe we can we can tighten it a little bit more. But um, I think that'll be a big factor, and if they sign someone. But either way, they're going to have to sign someone at the end of the season anyway. They came into the season with only three center backs. Yeah, so they're definitely going to sign a center back for sure. Yeah, and I, I haven't heard any rumors. Uh, rumors of like who they're looking at. Um, but they, it, it's definitely going to be a priority in the off season. But yeah. uh, Liverpool lose or tie you guys, so they drop some points. The gap is now six. Um, other results around the league. Let me look those up real quick. Uh, Everton beat West Ham, two zero. Yeah, <sighs> who uh, thunk it? Uh, yeah, I, dude. I don't know with Everton right now, dude. They're up and down, so I, I can't even say. I can't tell where they'll end up or how well they'll do. It's just uh. Hold on to your, put on your seatbelts and uh, get on this crazy roller coaster and see where it takes us. Um, Austin Villa be Brighton two one, uh, Bournemouth tie zero zero and uh, with Norwich at Bournemouth. That was disappointing. Which was man. disappointing. I I thought that um I thought that Bournemouth were gonna get a result to be honest with you. Uh, Chelsea win one zero against Newcastle. Chelsea sitting in fourth, bro, which I never thought that was gonna happen, but they're fucking killing it, bro. Um, Leicester two one against Burnley. Leicester sitting in third. Which is dope, actually. I think uh, I think they're getting, they they'll get Champions League, bro. If they keep it up at this rate, I think they're they got they they're got playing really well, playing really well, really really well. Uh, Wolves tie Southampton one one, 
Ugh. Uh, yeah, it was just classic. And I, to- I told you this. I told you this last uh, last episode when we were doing our predictions. Wolves, since they since they got promoted at, uh, last season, for whatever reason, they struggle against the bottom the bottom feeders basically, like yeah, so yeah, the likes of Southampton and whatnot. They do not know how to break those teams down. No, they don't. But then they go in and they they play the likes of City or Liverpool, and they hang tight. They come in with a game plan, counter, counter, counter. Look, they only had, according to FOTMAP, they only had four shots in this game. Yeah. One on frame, and it went in. So that just goes to show, man. Espiritu Santo, great coach, but can he really figure it out against these lower teams? These lower teams? You I don't. Know. I don't know why he's got good players and I mean, all. He's that. got creative players too. I mean, like they, he's playing the same style that Man U plays right now, but the difference is he's got a lot more creative midfielders that create chances than Man. Yeah, U, I think he. I think like United, they need a a true number ten, and I, I, I so wouldn't too. be surprised if they go out and get that in uh, the off season. Yeah, yeah, that would help him a lot. But yeah, that's it for uh, uh, week nine. Um, or uh, we'll get into our predictions real quick. Yeah. Yes, for, sir. Uh, for week ten, yes, sir. We won't, uh, we won't, we won't dwell on this too much. We'll, we'll kind of just say our two cents and go through them. Yeah, the only game we're gonna talk about a little bit is uh, Liverpool Spurs. Liverpool Spurs, yeah. Uh, okay, so we have a Friday game: uh, Southampton and Leicester. Leicester at, at uh, Southampton, right? At Southampton, yeah. Leicester takes this two one. 2-1 to Leicester. I'm actually going to go uh, 2 nothing. Okay. I think Leicester's pretty solid at the back. I know Southampton can always nick one here and there, but I'm going to go 2 nothing Leicester. Okay. Um, early morning game, Saturday, City at home to Villa. 3-0, City. I'm actually going to go... I'm going to go 4 nothing. Actually, I'm going to go 4-1. I see them making a mistake at the back. Okay. Uh, but you got three nothing. Jack Grealish, by the way, had a good game uh, against uh, who they play this weekend, Brighton. So yeah, yeah, he's been one of the few bright spots for them this season. Him and his um, calves. <laughs> him and his calves, uh, and as well as last year, huge, huge pl- part to play in terms of them getting uh, promoted. Definitely, definitely. Uh, then next up we have 9 a.m. games Brighton at home to Everton. This could be an interesting one. You know I'm not convinced with Everton with that result, even though they beat uh, even though they beat West Ham 2-0. I think Brighton's gonna win uh 1-0. 1-0 Brighton. I am gonna go 0-0. Okay. <laughs> I just don't know with Everton, bro. I I really don't know. Like when whenever their name pops up and I have to predict. I just, I don't know. You can just go 50-50. What I have noticed with Brighton this Dep- year. Depends what side the moon's facing us <laughs> this time. I don't really. What I've noticed with Brighton this year is they've, the new coach that's come in, I can't think of his name, has really um, solidified the back line. They've got kind of three clean sheets this year. Last year they couldn't keep one to save their lives. Um, and Everton don't really know how to score either. So um, I could see this one going 0-0. Zero, zero. Okay. Uh, next one, Watford at home to the Cherries, Bournemouth. This could be an interesting. Yeah, one. this could be interesting. I think Watford nick a goal, but I think Bournemouth will will win two one. Two one Bournemouth. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a wild one. Uh, three two, three two Bournemouth. 
I, I would not be surprised if this is the game that Watford gets their first win of the year, though, just because law of averages say it's time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, last 9 a.m. game, uh, West Ham at home to Sheffield. to Sheffield. I think this will end 1-1. Yeah? Yeah, I, I just, I don't know, man. West, you know, I think West Ham is good, but they put on a fucking horrible display against Everton, bro. Yeah. I, they put on a horrible display. And I kind of think they've been up and down, too, this year. They pull out some good results, like, you know, winning against Manchester United 2-0. Um, but also getting donned by City in the beginning of the year. But then also getting another result. They're just kind of, like, up and down. So, I think, I, and Sheffield's really, I mean, like we said before, Sheffield's fucking dope at defense. So, 1-1. I'm gonna go Watford at, or West Ham at home. It'll really come down to if Sheffield can get that goal that we talked about. You know, yeah, they're not gonna yeah. score more than a goal game 99 times out of 100. No. Um, I'm gonna say West Ham one, South Sheffield nothing. Okay. Um, West Ham seemed to be a pretty pretty good home side. Uh, then the late game on. Saturday is Burnley at home at the beautiful Turf Moor uh, to Chelsea. Um, I think Chelsea just wins 1-0. Burnley's also pesky on defense. They are. Um, and it, uh, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't see Chelsea scoring more than one goal this game. The crystal ball says so, so I'm just going to stick with that. Uh, I'm going to say 2-1 Chelsea. Burnley going to score on their signature set piece, as they usually do on most of their goals. Mm, yeah. they, they very rarely score from the run of play. Um, and hopefully Tammy Babraham with uh, two goals for the sake of my fantasy squad. That'd be nice. Uh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Castle at home to the Wolves. 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. Yeah. Hot take. Hot take. Oh, man. Neither team really know how to score. Both pretty good defensively. Uh, I'm going to say one nothing Wolves. Okay. Could also see it being 0-0. Zero, zero. Could also, yeah, yeah. Um, just because Wolves, another bottom feeder team. Let's see if uh, they further prove my point this weekend. Um Three late games on Sunday. Yep. That'll be nice. Yep. Um, be nice. Arsenal at home to Palace. Uh, 2-1 Arsenal. I think they'll bounce back this game, but I think it'll be still kind of close. 2-1. Hmm. It's tough, 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 tough. Arsenal at home. That really – Arsenal's been a bad away team. I don't think we even mentioned that yet. They've yeah, been yeah. a terrible away team. Um, but at home, I could see them definitely getting a result here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three one. Okay. And then the big one of the weekend: Liverpool and Spurs. I think it's gonna be Liverpool three, Tottenham one. So I'll give my prediction, then we can break it down a little bit. Uh. As much as I love to say Spurs get a result in this game, Liverpool are like invincible at home. And Spurs have been stinky. Uh, we go 2 0. 2 0? 2 0 to Liverpool. As much as I'd hate to say it. 
Um, but yeah, breaking this one down. Liverpool, or not Liverpool, Spurs haven't been as potent in the attack as we've used, we've been used to seeing them in the past two, three seasons or so. Mm-mm. Harry Kane, a lot of goals from set pieces, penalties. Uh, he scored a goal on a off corner, I believe, in the Champions League today. Yeah, yeah. Um, just... They haven't, and this could be due to a lack of service from the players around him. Dele Alley not really um, hitting his stride. Erickson just wanting out. Um, really, his only reliable creator is is Sonny Boy. Yeah, yeah. I I think uh, I think Son's gonna be the X factor in this Tottenham game. Yeah, because he's I think he's the one that's been the nah, most consistent, I suppose, when it comes to playing. Because I mean, like Harry Kane. Hasn't really been finding his boots so far as he has in the past this season. I mean, he probably still has a decent amount of goals, but I haven't checked. But, not like we're used to seeing. But not like we're used to seeing. Uh, and, I mean, going to Anfield, bro, and getting a result when you've been stinkers. Yeah. I don't know. That's hard, bro. That's hard. Um, and Liverpool, I mean, Salah's back, too. And, like, when Salah's back, like – he hasn't. He's been underwhelmed. Salah's been underwhelming compared to how he's been in the past for Liverpool, but he's still so important in that like front three attack. In terms of just the overall flow of the yeah, game, yeah, the and game, how like, how much they can create offensively. Be, yes, between him, Firmino, and Mane, they're like. I mean, it's like peanut butter and jelly, bro. Like it just goes so well together. It's like. Beer and buffalo wings. Beer and buffalo wings. It's like <laughs> it's like um. Fuck, it's uh, I'm trying to think of something else that's good. Fuck, um, it's like Mexicans and tacos. It's just <laughs> like I don't like you know like I don't like it's can't have one without the other. Can't have one without the other, and those three together is just perfect. When they're all playing on the pitch at the same time, everything in life just makes sense. True that. So, uh, with that being said, and he is gonna, supposed to be back. For he is game. supposed to be back because he was back for the Champions League. So. Uh yeah, I think they're just gonna dong that fucking uh they're gonna dong Jan Vertonghen and Toby Alderweireld and make Sir, uh Orier their fucking bitch, and uh who's on the left Danny Rose or yeah Danny yeah Rose. and they'll fucking put it in Danny Rose's butt also so I don't know yeah that's how I feel yeah Liverpool man at home it's just a fortress at Anfield it is. and like we said Spurs have not found their form to say the least. And I don't think a win midweek in Champions League is necessarily going to help them turn a corner. And I think this is a pretty routine win for Liverpool, honestly. Um, I can't, I can't see Spurs limiting them to under two goals. So yeah, uh, yeah, two nothing for Liverpool for me, three one for you. Um, even though I'd love to say. Spurs are going to go in there to get a result, but they're not. Nope. Uh, so, yeah, that will – I think we have one more game. Yeah, United and Norwich. United and Norwich. Um, you know what, bro? If they don't fucking win this game um, – I'm saying it right now, Lee. If they don't win this game, I'm Ole out. I'm Woodward out. I'm Glazers out. Just fucking fire all of them, and let's start over. So, <laughs> uh, I, I they should win this game 2-0, to be honest with you. If they played defensively how they did at Liverpool, I can't. I don't see Norwich, you know, I don't see Norwich scoring a goal on them. But, but, like I said before, I don't know what United teams are gonna show up. So, 
Uh, we'll have to see. Here's but my uh, hot take. You the week. The lose. One one. One one. Kind of yeah. eh, mild take. Mild take. Yeah, yeah. It's not spicy, but yeah. It's, it's uh, goals have dried up for Norwich. Uh, Pookie Bear hasn't scored in I think like five games, six games. Yeah, I got rid of his ass. I had yeah. this on my fantasy team. <laughs> and the little bit of shine that uh, that Norwich came in with, the shine and the luster that they had, something new for the league yeah, yeah. has worn off. Um, but it, it would really, it would really be a shame for United to drop points in this game because even though last week wasn't a win, it was a almost considered a blown result. It was the way the way the way the players came out and played in that game they showed something that they showed urgency and some heart that they hadn't showed all season. Yeah, yeah. So for them to go and take a point in that game against the team who could potentially win the league to turn around and drop points against a team that's probably going to be in the relegation battle would just be like one step forward, three steps back in the yeah. span of a week. Yeah, so yeah. Um, for the say for for your sanity, I I I kind of hope they uh, just go and take care of business. But um, yeah. I, it's gonna still be difficult for them to score. So uh, yep, yep. we'll see how that goes. Yep. All right. But moving on, finally done with Premier League, we will move on to Champions League recap. Some good games this week. Yeah, some good games. I think yesterday's t- uh, Tuesday's was a little bit stinky, stinky games like match when it comes to matchups. I think today's was a lot more interesting. Uh. So I won't get into I, I, to be honest I don't really for the sake of time and all that stuff that we still got to talk about. Um, there's not a lot on Tuesday that I had to say. I mean, like shit just got the teams that were supposed to win did their job and got the got the results they needed. I, I think right. I, I if, if we were to look at Tuesday's matchups, right? I don't know. The I, only the only thing I want to touch on on the Tuesday games is. I heard going into the Real Madrid game, which they won one nothing against Galatasaray, and they were not convincing. No, they weren't. Um, I heard that. Yeah, I forgot going into that game. that game, if they did anything but win that game, Zidane was going to be out. Oh, really? That's what I heard. Um, and sure enough, they they go in and get a win. <laughs> um, I did see Hazard missed a sitter in that game, um, even though he did set up the the one goal they score, but. Um, Real Madrid were very unconvincing in their win. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think that's the, actually the one team. Ultimately, Galatasaray is a extremely tough place to go in and play. The atmosphere is like like you can barely hear yourself speak. It's so loud in there in Turkey. Um, but Real Madrid, who are second in La Liga this year, um, have Zidane supposedly on the hot seat already. Um, three months into his second term as head coach. Um, but, yeah, I heard that if anything but a win this game and he was going to be out. So that's interesting to note. Um, but, yeah, everyone that – you're right. Everyone that did – that should have won, won. Um, I want to note that Phil Foden got a start in the game against Atalanta. Um, he's looking more and more like the pred- or the successor to – uh, David Silva after this season. David Silva is his last. He got a red card though, didn't he? He did get a red card. Uh, got two yellows, which sucks because given that they're pretty much already through, the next game would have been a game for another game for him to get ninety minutes yeah, in. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just wanted to note that really quick. But yeah, today was where the more exciting games uh-huh, came in for in- sure. Indeed. 
Uh, so which ones? Which one of those you want to break down first? Uh, let's talk about IX Chelsea real quick. Pull um, assist strikes pull, again. Pull assist, man. He needed that. He needed that, bro. He needs that confidence, cause for the sake of uh, U.S. fans' sanity, and uh, I mean our sanity, I suppose, right? Cause we're U.S. fans. I ho- hopefully, hopefully he. Uh, it's only up from here, man. Cause. He really, we need him. We need him to shine for Chelsea and the U.S. So, not only did he get a pull assist in this game, he sent maybe the future U.S. national team right back, Serginho oh, yeah. Des for a hot dog on the play. Uh, just sent him to the cleaners. He was just like, and "Yeah, you think you're better than the U.S., bro? Watch this shit. <laughs> I'll fucking dust your ass." So that could be a good thing for the United States or a bad thing. Like, yeah. oh shit! Like, I'm gonna go play for the Netherlands now after that embarrassment, <laughs> or. Like, damn. He really humbled me. Americans can play. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, good for him. He's got that good connection with Bashuai, too. Yeah, I I think all of his assists have gone to Bashuai. Because they play together at Dortmund, so I guess that makes sense. And they all come off the bench together. Yeah, they all come come off the bench together, so they talk a lot. I was actually impressed with this result by Chelsea. I did not see them going into Ajax and getting a win. No, I thought for sure at the very most they'd get a tie out of this game. Yeah, yeah. Quincy Prohm's got a... Offside, it's called by VAR uh, in the 35th yep. minute. So VAR um, strikes again, yeah, man. VAR strikes again. But I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't see this game. So, but I figured they probably got it right. Um, Inter Milan continue to operate uh, quietly in the shadows as they uh, beat Dortmund. Uh, yeah. I think they're tied on points, four points each in that group. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, uh, Inter and uh, Dortmund have four, but Barca have seven now because they beat Slavia. Prague or whatever. Not convincingly, two Not one. Not convincingly, off their own goal. yeah. I'll talk about that in a second. But Dortmund, yeah. I mean, dude, I think Dortmund's good, bro. I just, I feel like their defense is letting them down. It to is, to be honest, and it like, is. which is surprising because they got Hummels, but he's also old. Yeah, he um, is quite seasoned. He's quite, he's seasoned, which we maybe question that signing in the first place. I know they brought him for experience, but um, I don't know, bro. It's just not, it's just not really convincing right now. And uh, uh, maybe maybe for next season, maybe they should look at a better center back. To be honest with you, I, th- I think they, I think they're really lacking in the defense department. Because attack wise, they're fucking. So- I mean, they're nice, right? They got a really good attack. But Alcacer, Sancho, Royce, they all. They're Thorgan, deadly Hazard, up there. Brandt, they got. I mean, they, yeah, they got yeah. a bunch of good players. So I think defense has been letting them down. But yeah, Inter. I mean, just fucking sauced on Dortmund this game. Group uh, G stays interesting. Uh, Leipzig wins against Zenit. Um, those standing, and then Benfica win against Lyon. So those standings are close there. Uh, six points for Leipzig, four each for Lyon and Zenit, and three for Benfica. So yeah, everyone is and, still and alive. alive. Yeah, yeah, it's up for grabs for sure. And then not much to say about Group E. Both teams take care of business. Uh, Salzburg give another good game, three two, um, and they I actually know. had that. That young Norwegian kid almost had a hat trick. I think he had a goal called back for for VAR, VAR as yeah. well. Uh, he's the top scorer so far, though in the in the Champions League. Erling Braut Holland, dude, he's a beast, bro. He's beasting it up right now. Uh, you know, he's he's trying to prove that he's not just a one game wonder, and he's uh he's definitely caught my eye. So and they got the Asian connection, the Japanese guy and this guy he. He Chan Huang. <laughs> They're both young uh, Asian players, and they've been really 
good for Salzburg this year, even in Champions League. I believe one of them was the one that sent uh, Van Dyke diving in the last game. Uh, but yeah, but ultimately Liverpool, Napoli take care of business. And then what do you want to say about that Barca game? Oh yeah, I mean, dude, uh, they're not looking good, man. They barely. I mean, Slavia Prague had some good chances. To be honest, they could have they could have won this game too. They could or even tied. I mean, to be honest. Holy uh, shit! Twenty four shots Slavia Prague had. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Nine on frame, outshot, and pretty much even possession in that game. Wow. Yeah, dude. That's what I'm saying, bro. They had a lot of chances. Barca did not look good at all. They did not look good. Uh, Messi missed like a setter also at the end of the game. Uh, and I don't know, bro. I just, I'm telling you, man. You know, they're spending <laughs> spending all this money on. Uh, on attacking players, you should maybe look at your defense. I would agree. Uh, but, yeah, Slavia Prague, even though they really got shafted with this group, they're really not They're not dead. Uh, they got a point. Uh, a win turns, thing, turns things around. I think they have to go to Barcelona next game, though, which isn't going to help. Um, but, yeah, the, I imagine it's probably not the easiest place to play for teams to go to Prague. Um, but, yeah, they – they haven't, they haven't, you know, backed down by any means. But yeah, as of right now, as on goal difference, Inter, second place in that group. Beast. Uh, and then the other game, Valencia gets a point on the road uh, to Lille. I think they actually gave up a late goal. Um, but Valencia's still hanging around. They did beat Arsenal in that first game. But I think that'll do it for... I mean, Chelsea? What did Arsenal. I say? Arsenal. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, Chelsea. They got Arsenal's in Europa, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They don't have to play till Thursdays. Those lame asses. Um, yeah, but I, yes, I think that does it. Yeah, for that does it for Champions League. Now, for arguably as exciting of, as a competition as Champions League, MLS playoffs this weekend, and actually tonight, breaking news: Toronto just knocked off New York City in New York City. They will advance to the conference finals. Beast. Um, but those first round games, and every game is single elimination, which has made things hella exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, every game, um, for the most part, was incredible. I actually got to watch three of them. Um, so starting with Atlanta, Atlanta knocks off New England, which was probably the least exciting game of the of the first round, but. Then, or later that day, on Saturday, an absolute thriller in Seattle, 4-3 to the yes. Sounders. So I was watching this game at the gym while I was on the treadmill, uh-huh. and Seattle goes up 2-0, like, first 30 minutes. So I'm like, oh, this game's over. So I tune it on, and uh, I put it on the radio on my drive home. All of a sudden, it's 2-1 at halftime. I'm like, oh, this, is, this, yeah, could, this yeah. could be a game. Turn it on at home. It's 2-2. <laughs> and then it becomes 3-2, then 3-3, and stoppage time. And then they go to extra time, and Jordan Morris clinches a hat trick. Um, Shout-out to Jordan Morris. Going to be, should be an integral part of the national team going forward. Um, hopefully, Greg Berhalter listens to me and this peace, show. Peace. Um, but, yeah, that was a thriller. And then D.C. United and, and Toronto went to extra time. Toronto ended up scoring four goals in extra time to uh, advance in that one. Real Salt Lake and Portland was a crazy game. Uh, Salt Lake, more of an underdog in this one, but they did play at home. They won 2-1. 
I don't know if you saw this play, Javi, in this game on Twitter or anything, but the goalie for Portland comes off his line, slides and knocks the ball away. Then the ball goes all the way to the sideline. Mm-hmm. He chases it down towards the sideline and clears it to half field. Oh, so shit. now he's out of his goal at this point. <laughs> Dude, for real Salt Lakes, hit, hits the clearance off a full volley from half field. Oh, Goalie scrambles back into his net and is able to get a hand to it and oh, pu- push it over the bar. Damn. And just like unbelievable scenes this so far That's from unreal. the playoffs. Damn. And then Philly... And New York Red that Bulls. Was, that was a dope that game. Was an, that was an amazing game. That one also was 4-3 after extra time. And then the one we talked about last week didn't disappoint. The Galaxy go to Minnesota and win and set up an L.A. round next round matchup oh, at the Bank of man. California. I am. Which is tomorrow night. Tomorrow Thursday. night. I am looking forward to that, bro. That, that is going to be, be at... Nice. 9.30, that is going to be an amazing fucking game. It's going to be at the bank, and Zlatan versus Vela. I know. A lot of people arguably saying winner of that game wins the cup, to be Very honest. Very well could. Very well could. Um, but, however, I'm not you know disregarding Atlanta or Philadelphia. But, I'm you know, yeah. that's how big that game is, though. That's how big. So, now, with, uh, now that we can say Toronto – upsets New York City. New York City was the the first the first round bye. They had a first round bye as the one seed. Mm-hmm. Knocked them off on the road. That will set up a meeting with Atlanta or Philly in the in the final, conference final. Yep, yep. Um and I think that Atlanta Philly will be a good game. Yep. Um and then we've got Seattle and RSL later tonight in 45 minutes from right now. Yep. Um but the playoffs, man. I love that they went to single elimination. It's made things so much more exciting. It's brought a ton more urgency for the teams and the players and all that. I agree. Um, and it's become more, I think it's really contributed to the atmosphere as well because the fans know, like, it's fucking do or die. Yep, and yep. there's no there's no second leg. So it, no. it, it becomes much more of a spectacle for, for the fans as well. Yeah, the tent, the uh, atmosphere is definitely heightened mm-hmm. when it co- when there's only one. I, I never really liked the two, yeah. the two games either. That's yeah. what, that's what I don't like watching like the Mexican league either when the playoffs because there's two legs. They do two just, legs. It just gets boring. I'll be honest yeah. with you, it just gets boring. So um, this definitely makes it a lot more fun to watch. And you bet your ass I'm watching that LA Galaxy, LAFC. Uh, LAFC game for sure because that's gonna be a big one. It sucks that it's on a Thursday. That's my only my yeah, only gripe. Yeah, yeah, I know. But uh, Bob Bradley uh, named MLS Coach of the Year this year. Undoubtedly, I mean, best best ever regular season record. I think they had with, with regular Angeles, season yeah, points. Yeah. Um, and then Jordan Morris from the Seattle Sounders got Comeback Player of the Year. He had a torn ACL yeah. last year yeah. and just showed out this yeah. year and got national team call ups and. Well, um, <laughs> has been re- doing really well. Will Zlatan call uh, Bob Bradley a little bitch again? <laughs> <laughs> or will he make him his little bitch? I hope there is like a brawl or some <laughs> sort of skirmish or bust up before, <laughs> during, after the game to just complete the the intensity, the intensity that this game will yeah, bring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, MLS playoffs, the titties. Go watch them, guys. Um, the conference finals will be 
Tuesday, uh, October. Tuesday yeah. and Thursday of next week, which yeah. is also fucking stupid. Yeah, Why would they not do everything th- in their power to get these at, on the weekends? It says at 4 p.m. Yeah. 4 p.m. on a Tuesday? Uh, I, what the hell? Unless they change that. I don't know. That's what it says on Fat Mom. That can't be right. That's some stinky that would be that would be like... That would be 2 p.m. L.A. time or like 1 p. That doesn't make sense. That can't be right. Anyway, go watch the MLS playoffs with the tits. They've been – they have not disappointed. Tons of fun to watch. A lot of goals so far too. Um, yeah. So, yeah, stay tuned for those. Uh, what else we got, Hop? How much time we have, by the way? We are at uh, 56 minutes. Uh, well, let's keep on trucking along. Let's keep on trucking along. With our mega episode. Yeah. Um, around the world, we've only got a few things. Uh, we'll do Bundesliga first. Bundesliga is tight as a nun, Hav. It is tight as a nun in uh, Bundesliga. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Martin Gladbach lose to Dortmund over the weekend, and they stay first because Bayern Munich tied Augsburg. Yeah, dude. Stinky-ass Augsburg. Stinky-ass Augsburg, bro. 2-2. Two, two. Bayern's not doing too convincing in the in the league, man. They're not uh, – Yeah, they didn't know. have uh, Maester Lewin, Lewandowski. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where they'd be. No, I don't know either, bro. But yeah, dude, this shit is tight as an asshole. Like it is like unreal. You, <laughs> I mean, let's let's look at this. Let's look at this. Okay, Bayern Leverkusen is sitting in ninth with fourteen points, and Borussia Mönchengladbach is sitting in first with sixteen points. So two between, points between first and ninth. That's insane. That's nuts, bro. So then from first to first to fifth, it's one point. <laughs> it's a one point difference. Ton of lead changes. Going to be a ton of lead yeah, changes. Yeah. Lead changes. Um, Wolfsburg's really impressing me, dude. To be honest, because they were booty uh, for for a decent amount of time yeah. ever since uh, De Bruyne left mm-hmm. that that uh, that year. Five goals allowed only. Yeah, five goals allowed only. Um, they have four draws though. They have a shit ton of draws actually. I think they tied this weekend against somebody. Yeah. I can't think of who it was. Let's see here. Um, I think they beat. No, they tied. Oh, they tied Leipzig on the road. That's a really good result. Uh, but yeah, they don't score a ton. Uh, but John Brooks, the American international center back, is uh, when he's healthy, he's a starter for Wolfsburg. Holding it down so, over there. Uh, that's good. That's that's good for his uh, for his development in terms of the national team. Uh, but yeah, dude, folks, boys, girls, parents, sons, daughters, go watch the fucking Bundesliga. It is the tits. But we've said that time and time again. Um, also around the world, um, Atletico Madrid don't know how to score goals. Um, despite how good they are on paper and at the back, they don't know how to score. Eight, eight could, goals. <laughs> eight goals in, in what, nine, nine games. games? Wow. Less than a goal a game? Holy shit. Let me bring up their squad real quick. They brought Diego Costa back, didn't they? He's He's been there. Yeah, he's been there. That's his second season there, I think. Second second season of his second term? Yeah, it was second term. Uh, they still have, I know they got rid of Greetsman, but they have uh, Lamar, who actually, I believe, in a press conference, um, Simeone kind of threw him under the bus. Lamar and Angel Correa, in a press conference, he said, you know, like, they're just not getting the job done. Like, they're not, they're not good enough, basically, in a roundabout way, he said that, I believe. And Lamar was like, so supposed to be like the next big thing. Remember, he was that? sick at Monaco. He was sick at Monaco, but uh, maybe I mean to be honest, maybe this defensive style, Atletico plays doesn't suit him. I don't know, man. I really maybe. don't know. 
But, uh, but then they have uh, Alvaro Morata, one goal for him. Yeah, he's Joe Felix is out right now, but he's got two goals. But, like, they get nothing from the midfield. No, maybe uh, maybe it's time to get a creative midfielder in there, perhaps. That's probably what they're what they're lacking or some more. Yeah. Some better but, center. I mean, mid, they, they could be – I mean, they're, they still are. They're only three points off first. But they, they could be battling for first place more convincingly right now if they just – could put some fucking balls in there. Yeah, net. I mean, I mean, if they keep their defensive record, I still think they can get top four. But I mean, if they can't score either, right? I yeah, don't know. I mean, <laughs> even fucking Granada has sixteen goals. I mean, no, Granada I know. Granada just got but, promoted. But five, I mean, five goals and only letting them up five goals so far—that's impressive. That's impressive. Impressive. Yes. That's impressive. Um, and then the only other thing I'll say about Real Madrid or La Liga is Real Madrid the, lost. the little fish, Mallorca, newly promoted side, uh, beat Real Madrid one nothing this weekend. Dude, yeah, I, you know, I know Zidane, like, won three Champions Leagues in a row, but let's be honest, let's, let's put, let's, be, let's put, let's put this on the table, hot take, hot take time, Lee, let's hot take it. line, hot take time, the real coach for those three Champions League, uh, those three Champions Leagues in a row was none other than CR7, Cristiano Ronaldo, he was the real coach for that team. I'm, I'm telling Called you, the right. shot. He was like the LeBron. He was, he was the LeBron of that fucking team. And now that he's gone, they're like little minnows in in the in a big sea full of uh, sharks. They don't know what to do right now. Yeah, they're lost. They're... And Zidane right now is uh is in charge of these minnows, and he's a minnow himself right now. He's not a uh... he. I mean, in a in a, in a sense, he is. He's a, still a, a yeah, brand new yeah. coach. Uh, only coached I think Real Madrid Castilla before this, and still. Pretty new to the coaching game, if we're being honest. Yeah, and he's got, I mean, he's just got, he brought in all these new players, which were good players. I mean, Mendy, jo- Jovic hasn't really impressed so far, though. He hasn't done uh, anything. He hasn't done anything, which is concerning. Hazard hasn't done anything, and he's no spring chicken. He's 29. Yeah, right? I mean, he's got two good years left in him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, two. So Another thing I heard with uh, Real Madrid only because this guy used to play for City. They brought in that kid Brahim Diaz. Yeah, 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 yeah. From uh, uh from City? From City. And supposedly he's they're ready to like let him go in January already. Uh, he's only impressed. played he's only played one game this year. He's only 20 years old. Thought he was good though. Uh he came through though. City's academy, part of the Spain under 17 squad, um but has not really cracked the first team in terms of Quality minutes. So I mean, far. that was that was. I don't even know. Hit. That was. And they spent his... like a good amount on him. I think they spent like twenty to forty million somewhere in there. I mean, that was dumb on his part to go there. I don't know why he decided to go to Real Madrid. But you know? quick shout out to Mallorca. Um, this would kind of be an, an extra touch, kind of. Uh, Mallorca were in the third division eighteen months ago, and they got back to back promotions. And Stuart Holden, who we're familiar with, he's an analyst for Fox Sports. Yeah. Uh, he is a investor for Mallorca, so he's technically a part owner of them. Um, and here they are beating Real Madrid after just 18 months ago they were in the third division. Gotta love to, love to hear it. You love to see that shit. Love to see it. Um, but with that being said, we will move into our goals and goals. You want to go first? I would love to go first. All right, go for it. My golden goal, and we'll put this on Twitter, Comes from Syria. Raja Nangolan plays for uh, Cagliari, who 
Cagliari plays on one of those. Um, there's a little island off of Italy, and it's part of Italy, but you have to take a boat to get there. And uh, they are the team for that island. But they're normally, like, they sit around the, the relegation zone. But this was his, like, OG club, like, team he started at. And he went to Roma, he went to Inter, and now he's back. Mm. Um, and now they're in fifth place in Syria. But he had an absolute screamer against uh, Spal this weekend. Um, kind of came out to him. He hit it on the volley. Could not have put it any closer to like that right angle in the upper ninety. Yeah, yeah. And just an unbelievable hit. And they Jeez. win this game two nothing. We love to see that man. That's awesome. Great box to box midfielder yeah, too, Ryan Langlois, Langlois. Yeah, I know. Belgian. Surprised he never really left Serie A. I think he. I mean, he loved it at Rome. Yeah. And I believe he had offers in the Premier League, but the deals just never went through. But, yeah, he's a beast, bro. He's a fucking chief. Um, so my golden goal was uh, – I didn't see this goal until you showed me earlier. It was um, fucking Sabitzer's goal against Zenit. Hit an absolute stunner. F- fucking stunner of a volley. Uh, dude, that's the shit you see in FIFA. Outside the foot. Outside the foot. That's the shit you see in FIFA, to be honest with you. Like, it was unbelievable. Fucking outside the foot. Just perfectly curls it. It curls to the right and goes top left corner. Sublime technique. It, and it was like, and it was in an unreal angle. It was like all the way on the right side, like not a very good angle at all. No, to score. yeah, very hard. But he fucking did it. Without the swerve he put on it, I don't think it, it goes no, in. It does not go in. So unreal fucking goal, man. Sabitzer's a beast, dude. I'd sign him in a minute. And then uh, we've got uh, a ton of extra touches for you guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you want to start with that one from the Turkish league? Yeah, <laughs> hold on. So, oh, let me pull it up. Okay. <laughs> so the Turkish, uh, a Turkish goalkeeper gets sent off. Is this in first division Turkish league? I believe is, it is. is it yes. Is? Um, for <laughs> so it was a, what is it? Start of the beginning of the game, and um, the opposite team, you know, kicks it, kicks it forward. It was like a long ball. It didn't really make it to the guy that he was intending for, but. This Turkish keeper comes <laughs> comes out and catches the ball outside of his box. <laughs> like I think he was like close to like the semicircle, but he just completely has no awareness of where he is, just catches it and he gets sent off, right? Yeah, he gets, he gets sent, sent off. off. And I believe it was like twenty three seconds 20, in. Twenty three seconds in, so that was fucking ridiculous. That's hilarious. But gotta be the fastest sending off in history. Cause that was I mean, that was quick, bro. And it was just funny how that happened. I mean he you caught it and you're like, dude, no, like you totally did not know where you're where you're at right now. You have no awareness. Of and he knew on. too. I, if you watch the video, we'll put this on our our Twitter as well. If you watch the video, as soon as the referee blew the whistle, he took his gloves off and he started walking. <laughs> started walking towards the tunnel. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. Yeah, Turkish league, uh, not the greatest quality over there. Besides those uh those couple teams we see in the Champions League every. Every year, Besiktas and Galatasaray and those guys. But, yeah, this was from, like, some no-name team in the first division. Uh, But, yeah, that was quite humorous. Uh, Then we got some – This the next three are all expansion-related. Sacramento finally gets what they've been dreaming of for about five years. Uh, They are going to be an MLS team in 2022. Sacramento Republic, they exist in the USL already. 
Um, they've been around for like eight years, I think, maybe. Um, ever since the USL first began, um, they actually have one USL championship, I believe, um, in one of the first few seasons. Uh, but they play a little bit outside the city right now. They get about ten to 11,000 people a game. They've been trying to get an MLS for quite some time now. Cincinnati, Nashville, um, Austin, and Inter-Miami all got in ahead of them, and St. Louis. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but it's finally become their moment. They have everything in place. Um, they got a stadium downtown site, a um, lot of land that they've been ready to build, start building for a while now. Indeed, and indeed. they finally got in the green light, and it's been made official. So they will become the, I don't even remember, 30, 30th team, 29th team. Some, I've lost Some track. It's <laughs> a lot of fucking teams, bro. I mean, Fourth team in California, though. It has to yeah. be noted. Beast mode. Um, yeah, I don't have much to say else on this. I mean, that's good for the MLS just to keep expanding. So Yeah, and I mean, that's awesome. I, it's, I think it's better when you have that precedent, like they've been around, they've proved that they can draw fans and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's important. Um, they're going to have a, probably a nice rivalry with the San Jose Earthquakes, um, which is the closest team to them. Um, even though I, I'm not a big fan that there's four teams in California, yeah, it's been a, a, it's been a long time coming, and I do think they ultimately did deserve it. If they were drawing like 5,000 fans a game, I would say fuck no, but um, the fan base and the support is there. Um, they deserve it. Everything, everything is there that um, they need for success, so... Um, that'll be that'll be good for them. Good and shit. then, as for the women's game, the NWSL, who I believe only have eight teams at the moment, Louisville, um, Louisville is getting a team. Uh, yeah, I don't have a lot to say. <laughs> but yeah, that's like uh, I don't know. I don't. I, I just don't personally watch NWSL uh, or follow it. So. Uh, shout out to the Chicago Red Stars. Yeah, uh, I but, took my uh, fiance to a game this weekend. Uh, NWSL semifinals at the Geek, uh, Seat Geek Stadium, the old Chicago Fire Stadium now. Get her, get her to the Geek. <laughs> get her to the Geek for the NWSL semifinal. But there will be a new team. I don't know if it's next year. Uh, but they're going to play in a brand-new stadium that's getting built for uh, Louisville's USL team, Louisville okay, City. Cool. Word. Um, it's going to be 10,000-seat stadium. Uh, it looks pretty cool. But then as for stadium plans, our last – expansion related david becks the beckham released their stadium plans today there's actually going to be a vote on it tomorrow a thursday Mm -hmm. uh by the city to approve everything looks fucking sick it It looks like a hotel the whole development the whole development is going to be almost a billion dollars looks like a resort and it's going to be not only the stadium which is going to be like i think 25k uh capacity it's going to be a park. There's going to be um, like recreational fields. Yeah, yeah. And it's just going to be this giant development. I think it's like 60 acres or something. Dude, it looks nice. And the stadium itself looks fucking sick. Like all these like like the screens on the outside and Everything, the inside. Yeah. It looks sick, dude. Um, God damn. Really blows the bridge view. The out bridge, of the water, the look out of the water, bro. Uh, it makes bridge, uh, it makes SeatGeek and Bridgeview look like uh, English fifth fifth division sides. Uh, it, it really, rounds. it really does, dude. It really fucking does. Like, I mean, like the the like the little like fields 
that they're supposed to put outside of the stadium is better than the practice fields yeah. at Bridgeview, where you practice next to a pile of dirt. Yep. So, um, shit, bro. I mean, What's I, crazy I, to me, and the last thing I'll say about it before we move on to our last one, is that you know we've seen Atlanta come into the league. We've seen um, the new stadium plans for like Cincinnati that they're building a new stadium. Austin, Texas is going to have a team. Um, LAFC's stadium and training facility, top of the line. I thought, you know, get seeing those like there was no way anyone was going to come in and top that. And Inter Miami came in and literally blew both of the all those out of the water. Dude, which is mind boggling. Now I'm excited to see how their team's gonna look. I know they don't even have a coach yet, but yeah. they have this amazing development that they are hopefully gets approved tomorrow. Yeah. Hopefully gets approved, yeah. But they're gonna play in Fort Lauderdale for the first two years and this state the whole development wouldn't be done until twenty twenty two, but it is it might be the best in the world when it's when it's done. I'll go out on a limb. Yeah, yeah. If if you're not talking in terms of capacity, but yeah, like in terms of overall, yes, um, yes, yeah, overall like development. Yeah, it's I mean, city, nice Manchester thing. City, and like the German national team and Madrid. Uh, you know those those big clubs and everything. They invest a ton of money, so like City developed that whole city ground, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it kind of mimics that a little bit mm-hmm. um but in terms of just like the overall aesthetic where it is the fact that it's in miami um dude, just collectively it's just top of the line dude i just i just see inter miami bringing in like 36 year old messi suarez <laughs> fucking ronaldo i mean it's just gonna be like a fucking like powerhouse of a fucking i know team. they have a couple south young south american kids with like a ton of potential signed already. Oh, They're really? still at their other clubs, but like yeah, they'll yeah, join yeah. next season because they'll start next season, season somehow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, unreal, unreal from David Beckham and co. Hell yeah. Uh, but our last thing, our last topic to discuss is um, my, my girlfriend, Alex Morgan is pregnant from you. What happened? <laughs> you didn't wear a Jimmy. She's got to, you know, get a, Gotta invest now, bro. Can't let can't let her go. <laughs> You're in there for the long haul oh, now. For the long haul now, uh, but yeah, no. On a serious note, this is just uh, just jokes in my dreams. Um, <laughs> no, she's pregnant. Um, so I guess we won't see her for a while <laughs> on the on the pitch. That uh, officially crushes every soccer playing guy's dreams. Yep. Uh, because the goddess herself is, I know she's been married for quite some time, but this is the, like the nail in the coffin almost. You know, she's going to get pregnant. She's going to have a kid. Uh, and th- there's no turn back. I'll take care of the kid. It's fine. She can leave that you guy. You got to do what you got to do. I'll, I'll take care of it. Him. <laughs> <laughs> um, Servando Carrasco is her husband. He still plays in MLS, I believe. Um, yeah. I, maybe the LA Galaxy? Yeah. I don't know who that is, but. Yeah. You know. He's a squad player. He's a squad, okay. Yeah, well. His wife has accomplished a lot more a, than him. He's a stay-at-home dad. In the f- stay-at-home hey, why dad. why not? Uh, but, yeah, so that's that's dope. So we won't see her for a while, I suppose, now in the women's uh, in the women's. First Sydney LaRue with First, two kids, and yeah. now Ash, uh, Alex Morgan following yeah. in her footsteps. Un- but un- unreal. It's good to see. I, mean, I guess it was only a matter of time. But, yeah, yeah. the goddess herself, Alex Morgan. Has been. Has, He's has, got a bun uh, in the oven. Yep. A seed has been planted, so beast. 
But <laughs> that'll do it for our extra touches, and I think that rounds out our mega episode. How much time are we at? Hour 16. Ah, not as long as I thought, but oh. definitely longer than our other episodes. But we will be back to our regular schedule, two episodes a week uh, next week, uh, doing a recap of week 10 um, and touching on the major news like we normally do. Um, hoping to get an interview or a guest on the show here in the next couple weeks um, to really to spice it up, spice it up, change the pace, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that'll do it for this episode. Go follow us on Twitter if you haven't already at Golden underscore Goal Pod. Once again, that's at Golden underscore Goal Pod. Um, we're putting those golden goals and a couple of those extra touches on there. I already tweeted about the Inter Miami uh, stadium plans earlier today. Um, but yeah, go subscribe, guys. Uh, share with your friends, family, anyone you know, anyone who's a stalker enthusiast. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, go leave a review as well if you haven't already. That helps us a ton. Yep, 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 yep. But other than that, we will see you next time. Peace, guys. 